Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're gonna to be talking about Lana Del Rey calling out double standards in feminism and then of course getting canceled for that. Then Joe Biden recently told voters that they ain't black if they're considering voting for Trump over him. And then finally on social media, the turf wars, that is trans exclusionary radical feminist wars are raging on. So first up, Lana Del Rey, if you don't know who she is, she's essentially a pop singer, although that's a pretty big oversimplification, I think, of her genre, but she's best known for her retro vintage sound and aesthetic. It's all very 50s and 60s inspired. I happen to be a pretty big fan of hers, but if you've heard her songs before, you'll have noticed that they're pretty dark. They cover topics like abusive relationships, fairly often, and actually in the past, she has been accused of glamorizing abusive relationships, and she's even been called flat-out anti-feminist, but now she is hitting back against what she perceives to be double standards in the feminist movement and music business in general in an Instagram post that people basically are not too happy about. So we're going to be looking at that, but before we do... I want to save you guys some money. Uh, we're pretty much all looking for ways to save money, especially now, but when is the last time you looked at how much you were spending every month on car insurance? Or how about homeowner's insurance? Well, now's the time to check out Gabby and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage that you already have. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you already have. Why pay more when you could be paying less for the exact same coverage? Gabby helps you do that. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. That's a lot of money. If they can't find you savings, then they will at least let you know that you're getting the best deal out there so you can relax knowing you did your shop shopping well and they will never sell your info so no annoying spam or robocalls so it's totally free to check your rate and there's no obligation take two minutes right now to see how much you could save on your car and homeowner's insurance go to gabby.com slash lauren that's g-a-b-i.com slash lauren again gabby.com slash lauren so we have this article here from metro kind of breaking down this whole lana del rey statement it reads in a statement on sorry this whole lana del rey situation it says in a statement on instagram the born to die one of my favorite songs by her singer wrote now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kehlani, and Nicki Minaj, I know fewer and fewer singers every year. I'm so out of touch, I swear. And Beyonce have had number one number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, effing, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect, or dancing for money, or whatever I want, without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? I'm fed up with female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse when in reality I'm just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we are all now seeing are very prevalent abusive relationships all over the world. She has received quite a bit of criticism for, yeah, glamorizing abuse. But I think there is a double standard out there because if you look at people like Beyonce, she mentioned, uh, Nicki Minaj, so even someone like Rihanna, who the music industry loves and feminists even love, they're not the most feminist figures. Let's let's face it. You can still love them, still listen to them. That's fine. I'm not saying otherwise. But if you look at what their songs are about, the way they present themselves, 
They're not exactly Gloria Steinem, but for some reason, Lana Del Rey, I think, receives a disproportionate amount of criticism. And I, I essentially think it boils down to her subject matter mixed with her aesthetic, right? She portrays a very 1950s Americana look, and I think a lot of people do associate that with conservative overtones or heck, maybe even at a stretch, white supremacy or misogyny dating back to that time period. Even though when you look at her actual songs, I would say they're a lot more palatable than most of what's on the top 100, right? Dealing with, what, pimps and hoes, drugs, gang violence, or whatever it is. Why people have such a problem with Lana Del Rey specifically, I think it's because they're, I don't know, projecting conservatism onto her because of her aesthetic. But uh, the, the statement she put out continues, with all the topics women are finally allowed to explore, I just wanna say over the last 10 years, I think it's pathetic that my minor lyrical exploration de detailing my sometimes submissive or passive roles in my relationships has often made people say I've set women back hundreds of years. She continued, let's be clear, I'm not, not a feminist. Oh, see, even there, that's like delicate wording that she's, she should be careful. There has to be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me. The kind of woman who says no, but men hear yes. The kind of women who are slated mercilessly for being their authentic, delicate selves. The kind of women who get their own stories and voices taken away from them by stronger women or by men who hate women. I've been honest and optimistic about the challenging relationships I've had. Newsflash, that's just how it is for many women. So I think all in all, this statement is, is a pretty reasonable one, right? She's just saying, look, these are songs based on my own experiences. Other people sing about things that are definitely not part of the feminist message. They don't get criticized. Just let me be. This is what a lot of other women are going through. Whether or not that's a positive thing, it is a very real thing. I think it's totally fine, but a lot of people, in addition to probably not being happy that she was dissing feminism, actually tried to make this into a racial issue. If you'll notice, some of the other artists she mentioned about not who don't apparently get as much criticism that she does were women of color. And Twitter, of course, took offense to this. We have some posts here. This person wrote, I think Lana's post would have been fine if she hadn't compared herself to a group of mostly black women with the clear tone that she thinks she's been treated worse by the media when that's observably untrue. Is it, is it though? Because I'm not saying that people like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, or uh, I mean, what is it, Doja Cat? I don't know who that is, but I mean, Everyone gets criticism, but they don't get the same amount of criticism or the same type of criticism that someone like Lana Del Rey does or Taylor Swift, who was at one point accused of being like a closeted Trump supporter or white supremacist because she refused to speak about politics that wouldn't have happened if she wasn't white. And similarly, I think with Lana Del Rey, if she were presenting herself in a more urban or modern way, I don't think people would be calling her anti-feminist or accusing her of setting women back. This person says, yes, conversations about misogynistic double standards are important, but don't make yourself a martyr for the cause by bringing down other women to make a point. Feminism is already for delicate cisgender white women, Lana. You've had a place at the table for a long time. I disagree that she was bringing down any other artists in her post. I think she was merely pointing out that they don't receive the same type of criticism that she does. And I don't think that's bringing these artists down in any way, shape, or form. Um, feminism, I would say, is not currently for delicate cisgender white women. I would say the opposite, actually. If you are a delicate cisgender white woman, you're likely to face a lot of criticism by people who call themselves 
hard feminist as we as we see right here and finally this person says i like lana but as a woman of color her statement just comes off as very tone deaf mentioning a majority of black women in music who've all been literally crucified because of their sexual sexually explicit material and trying to seem as though it's easy for them when it's not is just not it well i i i don't agree with that either uh beyonce parades herself around half naked and it's seen as empowering and strong and bold. Same thing with any number of other women in the music industry. Why is Lana Del Rey keeping her clothes on but talking about her relationships seen as more threatening to feminism? It doesn't make sense. And she's not saying that they've not been criticized. She's just saying the type of criticism has been very different. Um, so eventually she updated the situation with another statement on her account addressing the accusations of, I don't know, racism not not being as on board with women of color artists as she should be i don't even know what these people are trying to say but she wrote bro this is sad to make it about a woman of color issue when i'm talking about my favorite singers i could have literally said anyone but i picked my favorite effing people and this is the problem with society today not everything is about whatever you want it to be it's exactly the point of my post there are certain women that culture doesn't want to have a voice it may not have to do with race i don't know what it has to do with i don't care anymore but don't ever 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 bro call me race because that is BS. Ooh, so she probably didn't make things any better with that. I personally, I sympathize with with her current situation. I think she was well within her rights to, to call out a double standard that exists. But look, the values behind pop music are trash. Uh, the values behind intersectional feminism are trash. If I were her, I would not be trying to defend or define my art based on these people's values because they're terrible. But moving on, we have another Joe Biden scandal or flop. I don't even know what to call it. It's both. It's both a scandal and a flop. Uh, so here, he was recently doing an interview and he said something which if Trump or anyone on the right had dared to utter would be international headlines. Uh, take a look for yourself. I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Now, do I think that this was a racist statement? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that it is, but not in the sense that I don't think Biden dislikes black people, but I think he is a very calculated politician who views them as a safe voting block for himself, which I mean, arguably they are, right? African-American voters, or actually I don't think I'm supposed to say that anymore. I think black is now the accepted term. There's like this whole uh, euphemism treadmill. What's fine one day is racist the next. I don't know. Uh, but black voters in the Southeast did pretty much clinch him the nomination and uh, I guess send a send Bernie Sanders down a downward spiral. So it, yeah, it is fair to say that maybe after decades and decades of knowing he can rely on this voting block, he's kind of started to see black people as I don't know, just tasty, tasty votes that act as a hive mind, which I think is racist. Does that mean that I think you know Joe Biden doesn't like black people or would mistreat black people? No, but I think he's kind of fallen victim into thinking identity politics are real life, which so many people in our culture, society, and especially in politics now have done. And like I said before, if Trump or any conservative had said anything remotely like this, people would be giving them a hard time about it, and I think rightfully so. But because it's Joe Biden, I've seen a shocking amount of apologetics from the left on his behalf. Uh, if you go on social media, this was hashtag y'all ain't black. That was trending, and a lot of people were, were upset about it. But if you look at the 
verified check marks in the discourse, they were largely defending him. We have some of these posts here from Jamil Hill, Jamela Hill. Ooh, don't know how to say that, but she she managed to say that the issue wasn't what Joe Biden said because it was accurate. What? It's, what? <laughs> is, is it accurate to say that someone isn't black if they vote for Trump? That I don't know. The issue was that it came from Biden. It also was clearly a joke that didn't land. But I'm wondering where all this outrage was yesterday when y'all, y'all's president, that's interesting grammar, declared his public devotion to a Nazi sympathizer. Okay, so all of a sudden with these people, jokes are okay. I don't think that's how it works, right? I think after what, four plus years of being outraged over jokes, you don't all of a sudden get to say, hang on, he was just kidding. Okay, that's a double standard. Uh, second, deflection toward Trump, all right? You can criticize Biden without it having anything to do with Trump and uh, basically him declaring his devotion to a Nazi sympathizer, that's just a blatant lie. So I, I don't even know what, what she's on about. We have some more Trump deflection over here with this post. Sees hashtag Joe Biden is a racist trending and things of all the racist and offensive crap Donald Trump has said that his cult was fine with because he tells it like it is. This is just a huge deflection and it's not even like Joe Biden was saying some uncomfortable truth, right? He was trying to define blackness by whether or not you want to vote for Joe Biden, which on social media, we saw a lot of black people, whether they actually are voting for Democrats or not, are not comfortable with because you don't get to define someone's racial identity based on who they vote for. Uh, this is the type of thing that minorities who, I guess, leave the group think, the group think have to deal with all the time. Uh, I do, Candace Owens does, Candace Owens does, even Blair White, she gets called cisgendered because she's you know, not a far leftist. It's ridiculous, okay? You can vote for whoever you want, no matter what your skin color is. Don't tell, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, we also have this person here, a, a, a white person apologist. Today is an opportunity for a white guy like me to scroll through the hashtag you ain't black hashtag, read what black people think about Biden's remark and learn. As for the hashtag Joe Biden is a racist hashtag, it's coming from white Trump fans. They're the last people who should be weighing in. That is completely not true. If you look at the post on social media, again, there are so many non-white people, not just black people, but people of all colors saying, hang on a second, I'm kind of uncomfortable with being told that I'm not black because of who I don't vote for. And just the racial politics in the United States are getting so, so, so toxic, right? Um, you need to be able to relate to people based on more, their, more than their skin color. And I feel like within the past 10 years or so, there's been a huge step backwards, right? We, we wanna be moving away from a world where we just see people as their immutable characteristics, their skin color, their, their sexuality, their genitals, but, over especially the last election cycle, we see it hammered in more and more. No black voters, women voters, gay voters. It's like, stop it, okay? You need to stop. Uh, and then finally, we have this meme here, which I thought was pretty funny. Now this for transparency, so we're all clear, this is a joke. I don't wanna be accused of peddling any misinformation, but it's vote Biden, keep your black card, learn how to stay black. Whoever created that, I, I tip my hat off to you. I'm excited to see the debates between Trump and Biden. I hope they actually do happen. I'm not sure with this whole like pandemic thing, how that's gonna play out, but we see time and time again, Biden, is even more gaff prone than Trump or George W. Bush was, I think. And if it weren't for the media kind of 
trying to cover that up for him it, more people would know about it and this isn't the first time joe biden has said something racially insensitive we have this notion that somehow if you're poor you cannot do it poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids again if trump had said this this would be marked as a dog whistle and you know that's true you you know that that's true this is i mean you know what he was trying to say and what he was his thoughts were behind it it obviously didn't come out right but it's yeah he, he views black people as a monolith as a group they're all the same uh, just poor democrat voters and i think he likes it that way because it's good for him if you want to vote for biden that's fine go ahead if you want to vote for trump that's fine go ahead either way your race your heritage is not really up for debate much less in the realm of what a political leader should be able to define for you that shouldn't be controversial to say but here i am all right so finally we're going to talk about gender woo woo day or is it woo woo gender day i don't even know but apparently let me check yesterday was gender woo woo day uh, i just heard of that yesterday. I'm not even sure what it means, but essentially on social media, at least, it boiled down to a heated debate about transgender individuals and I guess their ability to be recognized as whatever gender they want. Uh, I first came across this cursed hashtag uh, when someone, Daniel, of you were tagged me in it, which I really do appreciate, by the way, Daniel. And if any of you ever see a story that you want me to cover, feel free to tag me. So this post says, so it's hashtag gender woo woo day. And I'd like to share Kylie, who pretended to be pregnant, then pretended to have a stillbirth, then tried to raise money for a doll to help him grieve. He was in a PG and birth group, not sure what that refers to, where women supported him and some were thrown out for telling the truth and then attached uh, our photos of what is clearly a biological male. So that's what a lot of the posts under the hashtag gender woo woo day were were about just kind of ridiculous story about ridiculous stories about how far down the biological sex isn't real rabbit hole we've gone through and i remember back in the good old days when even far left activists used to say no no biological sex is real but we're just talking about gender identity and that's a different thing now we've actually moved further like a lot of us knew we would to no 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 biological sex isn't real either um there are people out there who experience gender dysphoria who legitimately feel like they don't fit in to the body that they were born in and yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that is a mental disorder, and I don't mean that with any disrespect, but obviously that is not the way things are supposed to be. And so, uh, like any other mental disorder, if that describes yourself, I recommend, you know, medical treatment. It doesn't make you any less of a person, in my mind, though. It really doesn't, and I also think it doesn't define you as a person, and I think that's something that both the right and the left are losing sight of more and more. Uh, we see people kind of just boil down to, again, like with the Joe Biden story, their immutable characteristics, which is frustrating. Uh, I don't know what the best or proper medical treatment is for people who are in that situation. I'm, I'm not a doctor, and actually I think we do need more research. I think a lot of the research surrounding gender identity and gender dysphoria has unfortunately become politicized, but Ultimately, I don't believe that uh, treating, respecting, and valuing people who have this legitimate medical disorder 
requires us to dismantle or forget the idea of biological sex. And I know for a fact that a lot of trans people actually agree with me on that, right? Um, the fact that biological sex is real and that trans people do have different chromosomes than uh, a cisgendered person, that doesn't make trans people any less people or less deserving of human rights or anything like that. It's just, it's we shouldn't have to compromise on science to... Uh, you know, treat people fairly and recognize like, hey, you're going through something. Let's ask ourselves what we can do to sort this out. Uh, I, I think actually that's a pretty middle of the road position. I, I would think that most people would agree with me, but there are these activists out there who, who want to act like merely mentioning any type of difference between biological sex, between the biological sexes is transphobic or merely pointing out that, hey, perhaps in our willingness to assert the idea of self-identification, we're actually enabling some predators to take advantage of the rules. Like, I don't think mentioning that discredits, delegitimize or disrespects trans people in any way. We have more posts here. Uh, these are some of the grievances that people are feeling and frustrations, I think, toward trans activists who are different than trans people for the most part. They're not the same groups. This person writes, it's gender woo-woo day. Here's a slide mermaids use in their training to try to convince parents and teachers that a child may need their services. Stop trying to offer simplistic or dangerous solutions to complex, vulnerable, developing children's needs. And this, this was actually scary. Here we have a slide that says other ways gender dysphoria may present. And most of them have nothing to do with gender dysphoria and are just regular developmental challenges children may have. We have things like depression, anxiety, poor academic achievement, uh, poor family relationships, frustration or anger. Uh, let's see, unexplained feelings of not fitting in. Oh my goodness, a child not, f not feeling like they fit in clearly gender dysphoria, feeling lonely, feeling guilty, grief, uh, let's see, ADHD, autism, and actually there was recently a study done that shows that in the UK at least a disproportionate amount of trans children are aut autistic, which is worrying. Basically, it seems like whoever this group is, they're trying to make it seem like all roads lead to trans identity, <laughs> which is scary, and I think something that you could be a trans person yourself but still recognize that, hey, we may have an overdiagnosis issue happening and hey, maybe this isn't the best thing to, to try and be sussing out for five-year-olds who don't even know what's going on. Uh, we have this post by Ariel Scarcella, who we've had the pleasure of having on this show. She writes, people who present as men but say they are trans women who date women so seen as straight men in society, are seen as more oppressed than lesbians, hashtag gender woo-woo. So Ariel has been called a turf in the past for statements like this, but again, I, I don't think it's transphobic to say that, hey, it, it does kind of look that, like there are some actors out there who don't seem very dysphoric and that they're not really making any efforts to transition. Like they still have a beard, dress male, present male in every way, are, are dating women, but because they are claiming this trans identity, all of a sudden they get embraced by the LGBT movement and kind of lifted up as the most oppressed group because we've seen in, in the hierarchy of oppression that trans people are far and above rank higher uh, than lesbians. This person, kind of fighting back against the 
the hashtag wrote, I noticed hashtag gender woo woo is trending on Twitter. Let me make this clear. If you don't accept our trans brothers and sisters, you can F right off. No one knows what other people feel inside and we all have a right to be happy and live lives that make us feel authentically us. I agree with that, I suppose. I think a lot of people who are posting under the hashtag do as well, but I don't, again, I don't think it means you don't accept trans people to look at this big, hairy, burly guy with a beard who's very masculine in every way in a relationship with a woman but who happens to call himself she her and but wants all the access to female only spaces and say hey should should we have a conversation about this like are we are we cool with this happening there's no red flags at all going off for anybody i don't think that's transphobic uh and a, a lot of the Posts under this category also related to the whole issue of trans women in sports, which, look, I think it would be a huge mistake for the trans lobby to try and conflate the ability to participate in women's sports with general trans rights and trans acceptance. I think it would be a huge mistake. One is not the other. Competing in sports is not a human right. Uh, acknowledging that trans women are biologically different than, you know, women, biological females, is not a disrespectful thing to do. And I think the more these activists push for that, the more pushback they're going to see against their overall agenda, which is just, we're already seeing that now, that the overall acceptance rates of LGBT people has actually been backsliding in recent years. I think it's largely due to things like this. We have this person writing, the very oppressed gold medalist in women's weightlifting being allowed to compete in a category you don't qualify for apparently is evidence of this terrible oppression, standing with women who had the enormous, quote, cis privilege of not getting the prize money owed to them. Hashtag gender woo woo. And then finally, we have this person again pushing back saying, if hashtag gender woo woo is trending and we're reclaiming the tag, I would like to remind you that 22% to 43% of transgender people have have attempted suicide at least once in their lifetime, and two-thirds of trans kids have self-harmed. Just think about how damaging your bigotry can be. So, obviously, I sympathize with anyone who's feeling suicidal. If that's you, again, I recommend seeking professional help, but I don't think it's fair to claim that anyone who wants to talk about the issue of, hey, are women's sports kind of being made into a joke when you have these giant biological males competing against smaller women. That is not cause for anybody to self-harm, and I think trying to imply that it is, is a really, really dirty tactic. Uh, I would love to know what you all think about this. How do we balance the desire as a society to be open uh, about talking about people's different mental illnesses or disorders, because I know people don't like the world illness, while still affirming that no biological sex is real and that there are fundamental differences between men and women. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts, but that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I will see you next time.